Rob Lee here for Diablo Donuts. Diablo Donuts is a small batch artisan shop with good old-fashioned donuts. With a twist, these ain't your daddy's donuts. Wrap your lips around some of our favorites like Infringement, a classic yeast donut smothered in caramel and toasted coconut finished with a dark chocolate drizzle. This might look like your favorite Girl Scout cookie. Also, the Captain Chesapeake, a Baltimore combination of caramel and Obey seasoning. Don't forget the Panty Dropper, a maple glazed donut topped with bacon. These donuts are great and local AF. Place your order today at 410dough.com. Tell them Rob Lee sent you. Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee, and today's guest is Ross from Baltimore in a Box. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So let's let's get right into it. Um, and, and thank you for coming on again. And um, let's get right into it. So tell us about um, Baltimore in a Box. What is what is Baltimore in a Box? What is it about? Are you taking like different like street signs from Baltimore and shipping them out? Tell us about Baltimore in a Box. Yeah, so um, it's essentially a gift box company that I created back in 2014, um, where I just kind of came up with the idea to compile a bunch of iconic things throughout Baltimore, um, allow people to pick and choose from those items uh, for us to package in a box and send out to people. Um, Largely, we were targeting people that, you know, what I would call, I guess, expats, people who used to live here and have moved away. Um, you know, but they have kind of a tie or a connection to Baltimore. They miss it. Um, they want a piece of it. Um, so we really, you know, catered towards those types of people that, you know, have just moved out of state and were longing for Baltimore things. Um, so we came up, you know, with items that people know, uh, burger cookies, Old Bay seasoning, Zeke's coffee, uh, Fisher's popcorn, Utz crab chips. Um, mostly snack-related items to start out, but then we started adding, you know, various art prints and koozies, and, you know, we're working with a company called Route One Apparel who makes a lot of, like, Maryland flag-type memorabilia. They have the licensing for Natty Bow and Old Bay, um, so we started including a lot of those products in there as well. That's that's really cool. Um, one of the things that I have is uh, I have um, some relatives who they're huge. Uh, I have like a, a brother They're He and his wife and their kids, they're like in New Mexico, that Texas, New Mexico, like border. And they came up here and they're huge Ravens fans and all of this stuff. And they they were like, how can we get some stuff from Baltimore that we can like show off and represent and yeah. you know, always reference uh, Baltimore in a box? So it's good to hear that. You know, that's just the mission. And because you, you, you have an idea, but you're not quite sure, but you definitely have, uh, you know, covered exactly what it is. And that's, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah. So share how your business has changed. You said you started in 2014. So how has your business changed over the last six plus years? Uh, well, quite a lot. Um, you know, I started the business in the basement of my house uh, with a small little laptop computer, and I didn't even have a computer chair. I was literally sitting on like an Utz tin can <laughs> as my chair. Um, all the products were kind of laid out on a bed. I had brown boxes. Um, I was handwriting the labels uh, to ship the boxes. I just, you know, put a sticker, like a Baltimore box sticker on the outside, and I was, um, you know, 
like I said, handwriting the labels and then also taking them to the post office uh, for, you know, the clerks there at the post office to manually print postage labels for me for each box and got to a point where I was bringing 15, 20, 25 boxes to the post office at a time. And the ladies there were like, you know, you can start printing postage from home. And I, I had no idea. I had literally hardly ever shipped anything before in my life before I started this business. So I, I, I literally started from scratch and kind of just learned a lot of the different intricacies with, you know, e-commerce and box shipping and custom boxes. And, you know, fast forward six years, uh, we're in our second retail store location. Our first store was in Highland Town. We were in there for two years. Um, and then we moved to Hamden on 36th uh, Street. Um, and we've been there a little over three years now. So, you know, we have a retail storefront um, that kind of acts as like a gift shop. You can come in and build a box. Um, you can send a box to somebody. You can just buy an item one off. Um, and we're also using the space kind of as our fulfillment center as well. So um, kind of in the back of our house, we're, you know, processing online orders, packing them up and, and getting them shipped out the door right from there. That's that's great. That's great that, uh, you know, kind of moving into from like moving into like like Hamden is a very popping and very um, interesting area when in, in normal days. And, yes. uh, you know, having seen you over there and the, the, the storefront has a unique feel and it kind of fits into this this quirky aesthetic that makes sense for that neighborhood. So definitely your uh, your your storefront brings eyes and attention there. And I, I dig it. Um so you, what, what, is, what are your favorite products that you put in the box? Everybody has their, their, their special things. Some people are cookie people, some people are chip people, or maybe you're an art person. What are your, your favorite products that you've had, um, that you've had in uh, Baltimore in a box? Well, I think burger cookies, you know, I kind of always grew up eating burger cookies. You know, I'm a lifelong Baltimore resident myself. Um, and, you know, I, I just always grew up eating those cookies. I always loved getting them, finding them um, in places. And, you know, that that cookie to me kind of really speaks Baltimore uh, to me. And, and, you know, it coincides, I think, with our customer base as well, because I would say 95 to 99 percent of the boxes we do ship out um, have burger cookies, um, you know, in their boxes as a selected item. So. Um, you know, to me that that's very popular and, you know, I, I just, I just think burger cookies are kind of synonymous with Baltimore, you know, the, um, they, like it's, it's crazy to think about their company, but their company is literally one product. It's one cookie. <laughs> um, and you know, they don't really make any other flavors. They, they sometimes make cakes, um, but they're, they're just that cookie and each cookie is kind of like hand dipped you know, some cookies have a lot of fudge, some have a little, you know, the, the cookies are not perfect um, mm -hmm. by any stretch. And I think the cookie kind of resembles Baltimore in that respect. You know, it's just like this kind of rugged, kind of really chocolatey, fudgy, uh, you know, sexy cookie in a sense. You know, it's <laughs> like it's, and, and it, it speaks to that kind of Baltimore charm. You know, and um, if you're from Baltimore, if you've been in Baltimore, spent any time in Baltimore, no matter how long, I feel like you've probably heard of burger cookies or had a burger cookie. So um, that that was kind of, you know, my, the, the premium item that kind of, you know, 
got us started. You know, that's, that's always been the item at the top of our list as well. You know, and we've never sold out of burger cookies. We've always made sure to always have that as an offering, you know, for, for our boxes. Well, you're, you're selling the ticket there, Ross. Like yeah. I've, I've never had a burger cookie. Now I need to have a burger cookie. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. like, it's almost like you're playing a game with me because <laughs> I'm in the middle of a fast and you're talking about cookies yeah. and fudge. I'm like, come yeah. on, man. Yeah. Um, well, they're not as great as they once were considering the trans fat ban that was put into effect. So they kind of had to re-engineer their cookie without the trans fat, but all, you know, it's, it's still a very good cookie. Um, all things considered. That's good to know. Um, yeah. So th- this one is a little bit of a, a weird one, a little bit of a quirky question, but it, it's still in the same vein of products. Could you think of any maybe defunct products that if it came back, you're like, I'm doing whatever I can to get that in a box, like from a partnership standpoint or what have you, but something that's defunct that it's just like, this doesn't exist anymore. This is not here, but you know what? This would yeah. fit, This fits what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I mean, we're always looking for like really unique products such as like what you're speaking of, um, you know, we don't carry like really any Oriole stuff or Raven stuff. We're not licensed to kind of sell that kind of like official sports memorabilia, but we're always looking for like kind of odds and ends that, you know, we don't need to sell our customers on why that's a product in the box. Um, you know, it, it should just automatically click. It should automatically, you know, ring a bell. And, you know, those products that you're kind of hinting on are, kind of hard to come by. Um, you know, I, something that comes to mind are these like, you know, Natty Bow is a beer that was brewed in Baltimore, you know, decades ago. It's no longer brewed here, but there's a lot of Natty Bow collectors out there. Um, you know, somebody I saw online was renovating a old row home. And when they were gutting the walls, they found these like original Natty Bow beer cans that looked like little oil jugs um, <laughs> hidden behind the wall, you know, like they, you know, I think collectors pay like a hundred dollars a bottle for these like little things that were probably 10 or 15 cents back in the day. And, um, you know, like little things like that, you know, we've always kind of liked to try to find something along those lines. It's kind of like a surprise or, you know, trinket type item that you just really can't find. Um, but you know, on the flip side, you know, we're not a subscription business. Um, we're, you know, we're a one-off gifting business and we want to keep our offerings as simple as possible, uh, for both the customer and for ourselves. So when we put an item on our site, we want to make sure it's an item that we can get our hands on regularly, quickly, um, cause we never know how well that item might sell. So, um, you know, and one day we might do sell five or 10 boxes. The next day we might sell 50 or 75 boxes. So, you know, it, with 20 to 25 different items that somebody can put in a box, we want to make sure that we can carry enough of those things to kind of meet the customer demand. Um, so, you know, we're, we try to keep it simple, you know, for both sides of the coin, you know, um, you know, so that the customers can pick items that they, you know, really feel are Baltimore based and, and we can also get our hands on those items so we can put them in our boxes and send them out the door. Um, yeah, that's that's great. Um, hmm. So with with that, how how does that because it sounds to me like it's a in par- partially a partnership 
situation that's uh, with you um, with Baltimore in a box and like different um, product providers. Yeah. Um, how, how does one partner with Baltimore in a box? How does some, how does one get into a box? Because obviously, yeah. you know, the box has, it has a reputation. It has like, it's really cool. It has all of these distinct things that say, this is the essence of what Baltimore is about and not everything gets in there. So how, right. how does it, you know, get in there? Yeah, well, you know, we get people that are contacting us quite regularly about, you know, bringing us new products and things like that, that they want to consider for the boxes, Um, you know, and we would love to include, you know, everybody's items, um, you know, but there's two things, you know, kind of two thresholds that they kind of have to meet. Um, One is we want it to kind of have that iconic vibe to it. Um, Again, you know, touching on what I said before, we don't want to have to educate our customers on a particular product or item. When when one of our customers sees whatever item that might be, it, it's got to automatically click for them and say like, yes, that that is Baltimore to a T. Um, you know, I don't need to be sold on why that item is in here. You know, so it's, that, that's really important as far as, you know, items go. Uh, for me, um, the other thing that that's got to work is price point. So, you know, our box offerings, we don't charge customers based off what items they select. We charge them based off of how many items they select. So a five item, a seven item or a 10 item box, the price is just changed by how many items you get. So our items have to work in that kind of price point that we want everything to kind of average out at. So that way we don't have to show a customer and say, okay, well, this item is more expensive than the others. So you can only pick this one and then two others from our regular list or something like that. We want to, again, keep everything simple and, you know, make it so that customers can just pick five, seven or 10 and the price does not change, you know, and the price includes shipping. Um, so, you know, th- those are the two big things, you know, that, that kind of need the c- criteria to be met ultimately to get into the box. Um, but we try, you know, we try to create specialty boxes. Like we're working with this one startup company called Jimmy, the crab, this guy manufactured this toy crab that, <laughs> that helps people learn how to pick a crab. You know, some people don't know how to pick crabs. They don't know how to eat crabs. And we thought it was a really cool product, but it was kind of expensive. So we made a specialty box for that particular product. So, you you know, you buy the Jimmy the Crab Baltimore in a box, you get one of the Jimmy the Crabs, and then it comes with a lot of crab-oriented products, you know, things with Old Bay, on them and such like that. So, so most of our boxes, you get to customize what goes in them, but then we do have, you know, these special offerings, these special boxes that kind of have a prearranged set of items in them and kind of speak to the theme of the overall box. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, what, what you described there was, is great because sim- simplicity matters and yeah. still having that, that kind of, it's a little bit a la carte, but also it's, it has that structure around it with it all being rooted in this is related back to Baltimore and this makes okay. sense for Baltimore. So in that, uh, quasi professional segue, let's talk about Baltimore a little bit. Um, so describe your freight, your favorite traits about Baltimore. Um, you, you touched on one of them earlier, the, the fudgy sexiness, I believe it was, uh, <laughs> but yeah. what are uh, some of your favorite traits about Baltimore and just, and just wax yeah. uh, philosophical about Baltimore, if you like. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, when I get asked this question, I always kind of touch on Baltimore being a city of neighborhoods. Um, There's so many unique and interesting pockets and corners of Baltimore, you know, so many, so, so many just different neighborhoods, you know, uh, of different diversities. And, and, you know, Hamden is obviously one of those Remington, you know, close by to us, um, you know, Federal Hill, Canton, Westport, um, Northwood, uh, you know, I mean, there, there's just so many, so many different parts and areas of Baltimore and you can kind of get to each one within five to 10 minutes. Um, and kind of experience a lot of different things. Um, so I, I've always just thought of Baltimore as a city of neighborhoods, um, you know, with a lot of a lot of diversity and a lot of uniqueness to them. And, um, you know, Hamden being a location for us, it, it's just perfect because a, a lot of people, when they think of Baltimore, Hamden is is that neighborhood they think of. You know, the, the Hun Cafe is there with the big pink flamingo on the front. The Charmery is there on the corner with the big ice cream scoop outside. Um, you know, so many, just so many different spots and landmarks in Hamden, um, you know, to kind of visit and enjoy. And, and there's just so many areas throughout Baltimore that, that kind of have a similar feel and vibe to it, I think. Uh, aside from Hamden, you know, for, for the folks that um, are, are thinking about coming to visit Baltimore, because I kind of frame some of these things almost like, hey, we're, we're trying to get travelers, we're trying to get people to come here and check us out because we have all this dope talent and all of this good stuff here. What are maybe two to three places you would recommend for people to check out, like if they want to get that Baltimore experience? Obviously, your place, obviously Hamden, when, you know, everything is kind of normalized or what have you, but a few places that you like that you would recommend people check out if they were to come to visit Baltimore. Yeah. Um, one area I love to kind of always walk around and check out is Charles Village. Um, you know, you might have heard of the Painted Lady row homes that exist in Charles Village. Um, just the architecture of those homes is is really amazing. Not many cities have what we have with those Painted Ladies. I mean, you, you could walk around blocks, um, you know, in that area and just kind of get lost in the amazingness of just just that whole area and kind of like the pinks and the purples and the yellows and the blues. I mean, just all the different color combinations are kind of really amazing to see. And then, you know, you're very close to Johns Hopkins university right there um, and can kind of check out that campus, um, you know, which in a non coronavirus world is usually buzzing, you know, with people walking around um, and checking out. Um, uh, you know, another area I've always, you know, could, I guess I met my wife there is, you know, in Federal Hill. Um, she lived in Federal Hill and, you know, I, I, I hung out a lot there, you know, when I was out of college, um, you know, before I started this business. So, you know, I got very familiar with, you know, Federal Hill and, you know, the harbor there and, you know, just just the waterfront being on the waterfront is, you know, amazing. You know, Baltimore is an amazing waterfront city, um, but you know, it just seems like some of these areas like the Inner Harbor right now are, are probably, you know, in dire need of kind of redevelopment. You know, there's a lot of talk about redeveloping the Inner Harbor, making it more, you know, just kind of family friendly, kid oriented. You know, uh, you know, there's so many good things down there, you know, the Science Center, the aquarium. Um, and, and we have this beautiful waterfront that, that people should be visiting and walking around all the time. And unfortunately, you know, it's just not, it's not there anymore. You know, um, it just doesn't seem like it's 
a lot of people are enjoying uh, that area, I guess, for a lot of different reasons. Sure. Um, so, but yeah, the, those, those would be the two areas I think I would, I would yeah. recommend personally. Yeah, I think I'm on a very like, uh, similar like path there. It's like, you know, that Charles Village, that station north, that kind of corridor, that, mm-hmm. that long stretch pretty much from UB on up to maybe Loyola. It's yes. like, I'm getting the art. I'm getting the, the, the that kind of transitory thing where you, cause you get the train right there, and it's a lot of traffic going there, a lot of different personalities, and I just feel like it's an energy there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, kind of the same thing. Like um, the, the Inner Harbor, it's it's kind of like joining different areas. You have some of the yeah. Federal Hill stuff, you have some of the Lucas Point stuff, then you have downtown all in that same area, and the Inner Harbor is kind of like in the center of it and you're able to yeah. get to a few things from there. So yeah, it's um, definitely a good area that's indicative of what Baltimore is and, and, and so on. Yes. Um, so let, let's go back into um, before we get to the, the, the towards the end of uh, this interview, mm-hmm. let's get back to what is the response, a memorable response that's, that's been there for Baltimore in a box. Um, share if you have one, share one with me. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, so kind of the interesting thing is, you know, our product is primarily a gift, right? So, um, you know, our customer who is ordering the box, they're sending it to somebody else. Ultimately, the feedback goes to the person, you know, who got them the gift. Um, that, that's what I've noticed within the past six years of this business. I, one of the things I, I'm always kind of, you know, down on myself upon is, is getting more feedback from more people in a creative way, you know, from our customer base, from the recipients, um, you know, but, but we do get some feedback here and there, um, from time to time. I mean, you know, people just ultimately love, you know, when they open that box, I mean, it, it just brings back sensory, you know, feelings for them. You know, they, they can smell the old bay, you know, they can smell the fudge on the burger cookie. Um, you know, they can taste the Fisher's popcorn. It reminds them of vacations at ocean city. Um, you know, people just really enjoy getting something like this. You know, it's, it's kind of a, it's a perfect gift for, you know, somebody who, you know, is really hard to shop for, you know, you know, a lot of people struggle with trying to find the right gift for somebody, but when, you know, somebody has a tie to Baltimore, you know, we see that this gift really does serve a purpose. Um, you know, we, we've often, you know, I've gotten feedback from our customers who have ordered boxes saying, you know, like this was the perfect box for somebody who like has everything, you know, like they don't need a gift, you know, they're, they're, they're very fortunate. They, you know, they, they, but this was the perfect gift because it just like, it, it brought them back home in a sense. And, you know, and, and it made them happy. And, and that's, you know, something, you know, that I really enjoy hearing, you know, when I, when I do get to hear that kind of feedback, um, you know, and it, it means a lot because at the end of the day, you know, there's nothing proprietary or unique necessarily about what we're doing. I mean, people have been making care packages for people since the beginning of time. You know, what we do is we make it convenient. 
Um, we make it so that you don't have to go to five or six different places to pick up items. You don't have to find a box. You don't have to go to the post office and wait in line. Um, you can literally order it right from your computer in your pajamas if you wanted to, you know, and, yeah. and in a few clicks, you have a really great, unique gift that can uh, appease a lot of different people. Um, you know, uh, and, and that's, that's what I've really enjoyed is, is turning this into a convenience oriented business because there's nothing that will stop you or somebody else from going out to, you know, and making your own box. And maybe you can do it for less money than what it costs on, on my site and things like that. And that's perfectly understandable and I'm perfectly fine, you know, if, if that's what people choose to do. But I love providing this as a service for people. Uh, because I really do think this is a service and convenience type business. And um, because, again, you know, a lot of the items, yeah, you can find in your local convenience store, grocery store or, you know, little shop. I mean, e even other stores in Hamden carry a lot of the product that, you know, we do carry. Um, so but, you know, I just think, you know, when people a lot of the feedback that we have gotten is just the convenience, the service aspect, the being able to ship it out really quickly, get it there really quickly. Um, and, and, you know, have the box presented properly. You know, we don't just throw all the items in the box <laughs> and, and say here, you know, figure it out. Um, we, we let customers choose a tissue paper, Maryland flag, Natty bow, old Bay, Baltimore in a box, tissue paper, we present everything really nicely in the box. And you know, I always have people say, Oh, why don't you let Amazon fulfill this for you? You know, just, just get an Amazon fulfillment, you know, contract and, and just let somebody else do all the fulfillment. And I say, well, then you lose all your personal touch. You know, how I'm very controlling with my business. I really, um, you know, I want to make sure everything looks right. And, and honestly, as the founder, as the, as the owner of this company, a box doesn't leave our store unless I touch it, you know, so we have employees that pack the boxes, but I check every single box before it goes out the door. I check for accuracy and cleanliness and, and order and, you know, just make sure everything looks right uh, because I want to be the final eyes and yeah. <laughs> hands that kind of touch that, you know, and, and, and I'm very passionate about that, you know, and, just fortunately, we, you know, we don't get a lot of feedback, but the biggest thing is we don't really get any negative feedback ever. And that's, that's something I like to hang my hat on. You know, I want to make sure the orders are straight, the orders are right. Um, and that it's overall a very strong product, um, you know, that makes it into the recipient's hands. That, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm very similar with, uh, my podcast process. Like I, don't let that thing go out unless I've listened to it. Um, and it's a certain, it's ultimately it's a brand, you know, yeah. you want it to be right. Yeah. You want it to be indicative of high quality professionalism. And as you touched on the thing that gets lost a lot of times, because we're in a, I want it now. Where's it at? Why is it not here yet? Right. We, we want it right. We, it service is key. Convenience yeah. is key. And, you know, it makes a lot of sense. So and as an entrepreneur, it, it kind of, hampers my growth a little bit though too and that's been my biggest fight and problem as far as being able to grow and really scale out my business is that you know uh i'm a one you know one or two or three man show so it's you know and if i got to touch every box i mean it's just like 
how can you, you know, my time could maybe be spent other, other places helping, you know, to actually grow the business, but I'm very, very big on quality control. So I'm just, you know, kind of stuck in a little bit of a rut as far as just like giving up some control with my brand and my business. Um, Cause even though it's six years old, it's still a, you know, all it takes is one order to go wrong, you know, for your reputation to potentially slide, you know, a little bit. So that's totally for me. It's, it's definitely one of those things where you have one screw up, you have one thing that just doesn't go well and it, it's not handled well afterwards, then your reputation, which may not be as vocal as it could be, is now very vocal, but in a negative direction. And that does not help, they, especially with some of the stuff that, you know, we've seen in different places, like yeah. during, uh, you know, this pandemic, it's right. word of mouth can definitely hinder a, a local business, especially you know, these days because people are a lot more cognizant of where they're putting their money and who they're spending their money with. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So the last thing I want to, want to, want to ask, and, um, I give you an opportunity to do some shameless plugging or what have you, the social media and all of that good stuff. Um, in, in, in maybe two words, and this is going to be challenging, maybe in two words, uh, or a few words, what's, what's the key message, uh, that you want to get over from Baltimore in a box? You, you've talked about it and you've covered it, but what's, what's the key message you want to get over of regarding Baltimore in a box? Um, so I would say, you know, I, I want to, you know, be one of the many positive things that Baltimore has to offer, you know, um, the media likes to touch on, you know, Baltimore's murder rate and crime rate and things like that. Um, you know, to, generally speaking, Baltimore has a pretty bad reputation, you know, from outsiders and, and even some people that live in Baltimore. And, um, you know, I've always just wanted Baltimore in a box to represent something very positive for the city. You know, I always kind of joke with my own friends about this, you know, they kind of say like, who wants Baltimore? Like, like who want, like who would want that? Like people don't like Baltimore. There's all these negative connotations about Baltimore, but yet I've somehow been able to grow this business from my basement bedroom to, you know, two retail locations um, and, and close to a million dollars in sales, you know, wow. at this point, six years later. And, and to think that, <laughs> you know, I've done close to a million dollars in sales over six years in regards to a city that has a lot of negative connotations with it, you know, it just kind of makes you think, you know, and it, and it also kind of, um, you know, gives you a little bit of hope, you know, when you think, you know, everybody's down on Baltimore and nobody wants Baltimore. My business is living proof that people actually like Baltimore and people want Baltimore and people will pay for Baltimore, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and it's, it's really eye opening. Um, and that's, that's just something I always kind of think of, um, you know, when I think of my business and kind of why I do it, you know, cause I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it's, this is a side business for me. It's not what I do full time. Sure. Um, and you know, it, so it, it is what it is. Um, it's not a huge earner or anything like that, but at the end of the day, um, you know, it, it does, it does show, you know, a lot of positive light, I think, and, and a lot of hope for the city. Like if I, if I can sell all this Baltimore stuff, you know, it, it must mean that there's, there's some good things going on with Baltimore, you know, and, and people still believe in the city. 
Absolutely. And, and thank you for sharing that. So in the last, you know, couple of minutes, last three minutes uh, we have here, um, shameless plug time, Ross, do it, man. What do you got? Where's your social media? Where can he check you out? Yeah. So we're on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, our, our, what is it called now? Our username, I guess. Uh, your handle, your handle. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was missing that word. I haven't used that in a while. Um, it's, it's all at Baltimore box on social media. Our website is baltimoreinabox.com. Um, and like I said, our, our socials at Baltimore box. Uh, we also real quickly, we just launched Baltimore in a box ice cream. So you can check out Baltimore in a box ice cream.com. Uh, we partnered with a local ice cream manufacturer, cream cruiser. Um, and they helped us develop 10 flavors, uh, with Baltimore items. So we have like a burger cookie flavor. We have an Utz crab chip flavor. Um, we have a, uh, Fisher's popcorn flavor. So, so uh, this is a kind of a new venture we just started. Again, it's called Baltimore in a box ice cream. Um, cream cruiser is helping us ship the ice cream to people. And then we also have pints for sale in our retail store in Hamden, um, that we're starting to sell. So, um, we just started that about two weeks ago and we've already, uh, you know, had a lot of people buying our ice cream, which is really fun and, and cool. That's great. Um, and you're off the hot seat, sir. So I'm going to close out and that'll be that. So, um, thanks again for coming onto the podcast. Um, and I'm Rob Lee uh, for Ross from Baltimore in a Box saying there's art in and around Baltimore. All you have to do is look for it. So that's the podcast. Uh, and um, thanks again for coming on. I will um, let you know when this episode goes up. I'll tag you in it and all of that stuff. Um, okay, cool. The only thing I would need beforehand is I, I'd like to do an image of the person or what have you or of the brand um, mm-hmm. when I put the uh, social media posts up. So if you could send me like a picture or something you would want me to put the, for the post, that okay. would be great. Cool. And, yeah, um, I can do that. Yeah, in a very shameful way, I was um, asking about how does one get in a box because um, I'm definitely a Baltimore podcast. This obviously being a Baltimore podcast and, you know, trying to do whatever I could do to kind of grow it. So I wanted to know if I could send you maybe some stickers of our stuff and you could take a look and see if it's worth worth your time. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm happy to just like throw stuff in the box like that. You know, it's just like one-off type items and and things like that. You know, just, you know, and if there's any information about the podcast – um, you know, we can throw that sort of stuff in the box as well, you know, to kind of try to get you some more listeners and things. And I can definitely reshare it. You know, once you send me the link, I can share it on on our pages as well. Yeah, that, w- that would be great, because ultimately, like I, I do, too. And I've been a podcaster for 11 years and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've had different opportunities present themselves, some stuff with Hopkins, where I work at my day job and some stuff with Big Improv and just COVID kind of threw a monkey wrench in a lot of it for me. Um right. So it's just like, all right, how do we do this without spending, you know, thousands of dollars on Facebook ads and so on? And still, ultimately, I've been doing this podcast, which, you know, has been about a year and change um, Mm -hmm. doing this one to kind of just, you know, highlight businesses and highlight artists that are doing cool stuff here. Mm -hmm. And pretty much this is generally just always a cost for me. And you'd be surprised. Some people don't reshare. Some people don't post. And it's just like this is a 30 to 40 minute advertisement for your brand. You, yeah. It makes sense for you to, to, to put it out there because you're not getting everybody. And, yeah. you know, I've made a fair amount of friends that are in that Hamden area, like Chris from um, Forge. I had the, I had David from the Chamery on a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And 
just making, you know, making friends that are in the community that are doing cool things. And, you know, I'm an advocate for what they're doing and I hope that they support what I'm doing. And that's yeah. kind of how it's been. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to uh, share, you know, I'll definitely share. So, um, I'll send you an email basically with those two things I I need from you and I will, um, send you out, I'll I'll mail you out some of our stickers and buttons and stuff like that that we have because we just did a, um, a sticker mule run. So we have a bunch of stuff kind of here in this, uh, 10, this 10 mailbox I got from one of the stores in Hamden recently. I think it was Trove maybe. And Yeah. yeah, so. This Trove, has been great. Trove just went out of business, sadly. Yes, uh, I, I I got it that I got it on the uh, that that last weekend. Um, I gotcha. believe. Yeah, so it was a little. Yeah. My girlfriend really was very sad. Yes. Yeah, because they're they're like the anchor to Hamden. I mean, a lot of people came to Hamden just for Trove. So, and then, I mean, it's really sad. Like five or six businesses have closed out there. You know, they've been there for a while now. So yeah. it's, you know, city's just changing. You yeah. Know. And, and that's, and that's the thing. Like some of the places I've like, you know, chatted with or what have you, and we've run contests for them. We've done ads for them just for free, you know, just yeah. to kind of, to kind of help them keep their thing going. And my yeah. thing is, I don't want as much as I can control the, the Baltimore that I know in terms of the business scene and the art scene to kind of just disappear because, and then like a shake shack comes in. It's like, I know this person. I don't know who runs the corporate offices there. Yeah. And that's the way that I'm kind of looking at it. So right. I'll send you up a follow-up email um, after this, and I got to get ready to hop on another podcast because I'm the busiest oh. man in podcasting. Yeah, and, sounds uh, like it. Well, I appreciate you inviting me on, and it was it was fun to talk about the business for a little bit. I, yeah, I that's, that's, that's great, and thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely.